Stuff Money, personal finance podcast is for beginners who are looking to learn about personal finance and investing. It's about mindset, planning, financial literacy and investing. I wasn't taught about money at school and it's a failing on the school system. After three years of learning about money, I believe that financial literacy is massively important so you can learn how to make money and keep hold of it. If you're interested in learning about money, this is the podcast for you. We'll be covering property investing, stocks and shares, crypto and anything else I can think of that will help you avoid relying on that state pension. Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast, give it a little like. And if you have time, write a little review. Help me get the content out there and check out the show notes for some more Duff Money content. Podcast 63. Insulate your property from rising interest rates. Now, before we get into it, I'll start with my disclaimer. Anything said in this podcast is not advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This podcast is for information only. Right, today's podcast. Now, to really understand interest rates, I would say you need to have a decent amount of financial literacy. And if you understand interest rates, it'll help you with all of your finances like investing your savings into a rental property. You'll understand the dangers of leaving your money, your hard-earned money, in a less than 1% savings account. With 20 years experience investing in property, I know 10% ROI return on investment is very achievable and this is much better than less than 1%. Being self-educated and financially literate will help you to choose the best mortgage products, more suitable for you and your situation, like interest only or repayment, or choosing between fixed or variable. If you're a beginner, I would speak to a financial advisor who will help you to find a suitable mortgage product. Before you nod off, this is important stuff and will help you out and hopefully nudge you towards fully understanding interest rates. Plus, if you read on, I'm gonna tell you exactly how I insulate my properties from rising interest rates. So, a bit of background info on inflation and rising interest rates. Now, QE, quantitative easing, is worth getting your head around. It's basically how governments and central banks manipulate fiat currencies around the world. QE leads to inflation, and this leads to pain for the majority of people around the world. But do the so-called elite in financial terms or the top 1% economically care? I'm not so sure. Inflation doesn't put them on the breadline because they're closer to the money and they buy assets with the extra cash before inflation rates really kick in. I admit I do benefit from inflation because I have managed to accumulate assets over the years, like my rental properties, for example but I'm not manipulating money, causing inflation, and in really, really bad circumstances, hyperinflation. Not to mention the fact that inequality is increasing, and this inflation isn't helping equality at all. Personally, I'm just trying to become financially independent and putting content out there to help other investors become financially independent. 
Inflation is bad news, and I've been writing and talking about it a lot over the last six months. I've been aware of it over the last few years, like inflation's at around 2% or was, so I've factored it into my investment returns, and this was me sort of understanding it. But over the last few months, I've really started to understand it and encourage you to do the same. This awful thing called inflation erodes our money and weakens our spending power year on year. Currently, inflation in the UK is just under 10%, but the actual, and they're the official figures, but the actual inflation is more likely to be between 15 and 20%. Just look at petrol prices or food prices or energy prices. It's probably even more than 20%. If you have £10,000 in a high street bank and it gives you an annual interest of 1%, your money is going to erode in value year after year. So if inflation is 10%, again official figures, then this means the value of your money has reduced by 9% each year. By increasing the supply of money by billions and trillions, governments have reduced the value of your money. This comes down to supply and demand. QE has been going on for decades and it, it's an easy option for governments, especially governments like the US who've had expensive wars to pay for. Back in the day, in the 70s, Richard Nixon removed the gold standard and this was in 1971. This was because the dollar was pegged to the global supply of gold and this was like a ball and chain for the US government. The reason is that they couldn't just print money when they wanted. QE has kicked on again since the financial crisis of 2008 and it's got worse since COVID in 2020. Look into the history of money and it'll help you understand much of what's going on today with inflation and hyperinflation. It's very important because it affects all of our outcomes and really puts the squeeze on families already struggling. And if you have properties or thinking about buying a property, it's worth having some knowledge on inflation and interest rates. Then you can choose your mortgage product accordingly. Rising inflation normally leads to rising interest rates, historically. What if these interest rates went back to the early 90s? In 1992, the interest rates were at about 10%. This was back in the day when John Major was Prime Minister. I was nine at the time and didn't have a clue what was going on with mortgages. But as far as I know, a lot of people in the UK struggled during this period. What if you have a rental property and it's on a variable rate? Imagine your mortgage payments if the interest rate jumped to 10%. The current Bank of England base rate is 1% at the time of this podcast or there or thereabouts. Mortgage products are linked to the Bank of England base rate. Do I think the interest rate will rise by 10% or even more? No, I don't. This would cause chaos and would be terrible for the UK economy. Terrible for the property market. I think they might rise maybe 2 or 3%. Add that to the cost of everything else going up and it's just another dose of bad news. Right, what I do with my properties. Personally, I like interest only as it gives me the benefit of cash flow. But I'm also aware that mortgages need paying off at some point. With my small portfolio, I have half on interest only and half on repayment for some diversity. 
I'm benefiting from cash flow with the interest only and some of the mortgages are getting paid off by the tenants. If I want, I can also use the cash flow to pay some money off the interest only properties. Whether your interest only or repayment isn't that much of a big deal in my opinion. There are arguments for and against. The important thing is that they're all on fixed term deals. When I arrange my products with my financial advisor, I look to get five-year fixed deals to insulate me against potential interest rate rises. All the properties within my portfolio and my home that I live in are all on fixed deals. This means that if interest rates shoot up, I'll be insulated because my repayments remain the same because they're fixed. As a landlord, I try my best to be a landlord that looks after the interests of his tenants. If my mortgage repayments stay the same, the rent stays the same. One of my tenants moved in back in 2007 and his rent is still the same. Probably not the best business-wise, but like I said, I try and do the best by my tenants. If you have properties on variable mortgage products, it might be worth considering getting them on fixed deals. Today's podcast is just to try and help other investors. And if you found value, pass it on to someone else who might benefit. You might have a friend who's buying his or her first house, first rental property, and hasn't been given any information about property investing. Anyway, I hope this in some ways helped. And if you want more info like this, you can read my second book, The Dormant Landlord, and there's more information. There's a link for this book in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you found value in the Duff Money podcast, please leave a little review. Your reviews will help me spread the word and help others who are interested in personal finances and investing. For a bit more of Duff Money, you can visit the Duff Money website at duffmoneylimited.co.uk.